My name is Tom. I'm, I'm an elder here. There, there were six or seven preaching opportunities in December, and Pastor John finally made it off the naughty list, and so we allowed him this Sunday off since he made it to the nice list. If you had known Pastor John any time from the age of two to six, you would may have wondered if he would ever get off the naughty list. But thank goodness things change. Things change. All right, so the musicians and the singers, they shared with us this morning an important, simple Christmas truth. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Say it with me. One, two, three. Come to Jesus. The message of Christmas. The message of Christmas. Jesus gives us everything. Even if we don't always appreciate it, what we have, as the humorous video clip we just watched demonstrated, But again, just like the choir sang, come to Jesus. The shepherds came to Jesus. The wise man came to Jesus. Even the animals came to Jesus. But have you come to Jesus? Have you fully come to Jesus? Have you asked him to meet your most basic needs? Do you need rest? Do you need peace this Christmas season? Do you need clarity about a situation, a relationship, a job placement? Do you need comfort because you're grieving the loss of a loved one? Do you just need a fresh start? Then simply come to Jesus. Don't you just love the simplicity of that message? Just come to Jesus. And by coming to Him... He can give you the greatest gift in the world, salvation. A salvation that you will not only initially experience, but one that will live and sustain you on a daily basis. Obtaining this salvation is as simple as ABC. In fact, today we're going to call it, as many others have before me, this isn't Tom's idea, the ABCs of salvation. But before we get to that set of ABCs, I suspect for many of you, including myself, before, before we heard and accepted the gospel truth of the ABCs of salvation, before we understood the good news of Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we existed by living a different set of ABCs. One that I'm going to call the ABCs of survival. The ABCs of survival. And the A in the ABCs of survival stands for acquire. Acquire. Acquire everything you can. Now, this is on your notes, those of you who have the handout. There's no fill-ins for this because we know these ABCs. For many of us, we lived them for many, many years. Get everything you can. Take everything you can. This was your life. This was my life before Jesus. As a child, it was all about presents and toys and things. As an adult, it was about taking credit, whether I earned it or not. Gathering accolades, whether they are sincere or not. And getting everybody to agree with you, whether you are being truthful or not. It is all about you and your desires. Give me, give me, give me. 
letting our sinful human nature, which every man, woman, and child has from the time of Genesis 3, rule every facet of your life. And after acquiring everything we could and still not being happy, we also wanted to be known for something. So the B in the ABCs of survival stands for be known. Be known for something. Stick out from the crowd by doing something, anything. Be smart. Be musical. Be funny. Be loud. Be super quiet. Be sarcastic. Be snarky. Be a really, really good person. For me, as a child, it was being athletic. And then as a teenager, it was being known for athletics, but for also how much alcohol I could consume. Did that sometimes produce negative attention? Sure, but who cares? I was known for something. For adults, it could be about being known for your job title, or your parenting skills, or your income, or whatever. We found our identity in what we did, positive or negative, in what we did. Once again, it was all about us. And after acquiring things and being known for something and realizing it was never going to be enough, we had to find a way to cope with life. So the C in the ABCs of survival stands for cope. Cope the best way you can. Find some way, whatever works for you, to simply endure life. It might involve being a gossip to make yourself look better in front of others, or numbing yourself with alcohol, drugs, shopping, technology, being uber-concerned about physical fitness or beauty or whatever it took to get you through the day. Again, it was still all about you. For my brothers and sisters who are here now and are true believers, do you remember living the ABCs of survival before Jesus? There were moments of fun for sure, but overall it was draining, wretched, and a lousy existence for a human being. But there's a much better way than the ABCs of survival. And that is the simple, life-changing message that can be found in the ABCs of salvation. Salvation. Now, the word salvation implies that there's a Savior. What is a Savior? A Savior is someone who rescues you when you absolutely cannot rescue yourself. To illustrate this, I'm going to borrow a story from a world-famous storyteller named Dan Long. (laughs) You've heard Dan share this story. When he grew up as a little boy, there was a stream near their house, and most of the time that stream was only two or three feet wide. And he and his friends would play there, and they would jump over that stream all the time. But they had a series of rainy days, And that stream swelled ten times its normal size. And yet, the boys continued to play there. And it was a raging torrent at this point. And one of Dan's friends fell in. 
and was being washed away by the stream towards a bridge where the water was only this far underneath it, tons of pressure and debris, he would have been crushed. There was a man who lived in a house by the stream. They just knew his name. And that man heard the boys screaming. And that man came out of his house and ran parallel along the stream as fast as he could, got to the bridge, crossed halfway across, and we reached down and at the last second grabbed that boy and pulled him to safety. He surely would have been crushed. That man was a savior to that boy. Who is our savior? How do, we, how do we obtain this Savior? For us, the Savior is not a man who lives in the house by a stream, but the God who resides in heaven and in our hearts if we'll let him. So, how do you get this Savior? We can only know that when we have this Savior, we'll not only spend eternity in heaven, but have a peace and contentment here in this world That is so awesome, we can't even find words to describe it. It's the peace that passes all understanding, as it says in the book of Philippians. So let's look together at these ABCs of salvation. Let's see what the A stands for. How do we get this peace? You may want to use your fill-in at this time on your outline. The A stands for, we must admit. Admit what you have done wrong, and ask forgiveness. Admit what you have done wrong, and ask forgiveness. Admitting you've done something wrong, and asking forgiveness is hard. It's humbling. But it is essential for establishing a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's look at some verses from God's Word about sin and forgiveness. You all know this one, Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I know right now we're all sitting here and we're looking pretty and we're smelling fairly good and, and we just seem like we got it together. But this is a sinful church full of sinful people. We all have that sinful human nature. If you're here visiting and you're looking for a broken, sinful church that is trying its best to glorify God, then you found the right place. But if you're looking for the perfect church, you're definitely in the wrong place. So what are some of these sins that we are all guilty of? What what kind of sins? Let's look at our next verse. This is from Galatians 5, 19 and 20. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Now, you may be sitting here saying, Tom, I haven't done all those. Well, good for you. Good for you. But you've done most of them. You absolutely have done most of them, whether you're willing to admit that or not. And the Bible tells us that there's a payment for these sins. You earn something for these sins. Let's look at Romans 6.23a. For the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. 
My father worked for the Pennsylvania state government, and he used to define hell as yet another committee meeting. But it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. It is eternal separation from God. Unless, unless we start by not denying our sinfulness, but asking for forgiveness. A forgiveness, by the way, which God promises to give you. Let's look at John, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If you are sincere and you ask God to forgive you of all the things you've done, he will wipe the slate clean. Amen? Amen. And you never need to bring it up again. So first we must admit that we've done wrong and ask forgiveness. And then we have to look at letter B. Let's see what the letter B stands for. It stands for believe. Believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again as payment for your sins. Again, believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again as payment for your sins. Folks, when we talk about believing, we're talking about believing not just in your heads, but in your hearts. A belief that is so strong, it allows us to walk by faith and not by sight, as it says in 2 Corinthians. Do you remember the ABCs of survival? It was all about who? Yeah, it was all about you. But when you have the ABCs of salvation, your identity is not found in what you do. Your identity is found in whose you are. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Let's look at some verses from God's word about believing that Jesus died for you. This is Romans 6.23b. In other words, the second part of the verse. We already read the first part, right? For the wages of sin are death. And if that was the end of that verse, wow, what a, what a lousy life this would be. But there's a comma in the word but. Praise God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Our Lord. Let's look at one more verse. This is Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So God will forgive all your sins. And even with that, you're not good enough to get into heaven. In fact, you'll never be good enough. So he sent the ultimate sacrifice, his son who came as a baby and grew up to be our Messiah and Lord. But we have to believe in him, not in our head, but in our heart. So we admit our sins and we ask forgiveness. And then we believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. Let's look now and see what the C and the ABCs of salvation stands for. C stands for choose and confess. Choose Christ and confess him publicly to everyone you can. Choose Christ and confess him publicly to everyone you can. 
Choose to ask Jesus into your heart and then share what you have done with those around you through baptism, through evangelism, which is just a fancy word for telling the good news. Let's look at some verses from the Bible about choosing and confessing Christ. This is one of my favorite verses. Romans 10, 9, 10, and 13. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Wow. Wow. So it's not being Southern Baptist that's going to save you. It's not being Catholic, Muslim, Methodist, Jewish, whatever, fill in the blank. That will not save you. Your mom or dad being a preacher or a Sunday school teacher will not save you. You being a good person will not save you. You have to ask Jesus Christ. You have to choose and ask Him into your heart. No one can do it for you. No one can do it for you. Now, we can get pretty good at choosing God, but not so good at sharing Him with others. But we need to because God commands it. Here at East Shore Baptist Church, we take that very seriously. We do lots of things to promote a culture of evangelism here at East Shore Baptist Church. But at the core of all of that is to pray for opportunities to share the gospel. To have the wisdom to see those opportunities and then the courage to take those opportunities. Here at East Shore Baptist Church, we don't have a big event where the church will share the gospel. We have a series of little things But our big event is you, is you praying and then opening your mouth where you live, work, and play. Our number one evangelistic tool is you sharing with your friends, relatives, acquaintances, and neighbors. Some of you are sitting here and like me for decades, and you've never done that once. And you should be, you should regret that. You should be embarrassed by that. And I'm talking to myself too. Because God doesn't ask you to do it. He commands you to do it. And all you got to do is that simple little one, two, three prayer. And God will hand you an opportunity. Why do we do it here at East Shore Baptist Church? Because of this verse here. Among many others. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So there you have it. The ABCs of salvation. The simple truth of the gospel that leads to salvation. So where are you this Christmas season? Have you, for lack of a better word, ABC'd and asked God into your heart? It is the most important, life-changing decision you'll ever make. 
more important than who you may or may not marry, more important than where you may or may not live or work, it is the most important decision you'll ever make it. You can make that decision from your seat. You can make that decision from these steps. You can make that decision by talking to someone who is a believer after this service, but you must make that decision. So, for those of you who haven't made that decision, or even for those of you here who have made that decision, but have wavered as of late and need to get for lack of a better word, back on track with God, and I can think of no better time to do that than the Christmas season, let's make this even simpler and briefly go back, just briefly, and quickly look at one more set of ABCs. This set of ABCs can do two things. For the person who has never repented, That means ask for forgiveness of their sins and ask Jesus into their hearts and made him their personal savior. These ABCs can help you get started to at least consider having a relationship with God. Additionally, this last set of ABCs can help the believer who has moved away from God, who has succumbed to the false idols of this world or has fallen back into the trap of trying to do life on their own. In the book of Jeremiah, the Israelites are chastised for building their own broken cisterns instead of accepting the life-giving water of God. These ABCs can help you reignite a decision for Jesus that you had made previously in your life. Let's look at them. Let's look at them. So, the ABCs of getting started. The ABCs of getting started. The A stands for acknowledge. Acknowledge. And here's what you need to acknowledge. That you must look for Jesus. He hasn't left you. You have left him. He isn't hiding. You are running. You were made to have a relationship with him. Colossians 1.16 says we were made through him, for him, and by him. We were made to have a relationship with him. Every morning his arms are wide open and he's saying, come here, come here. Let's hug. Let's be together. So come to him. Just like every song they sang this morning had the word come. Come to him. He is the only way. He's the only way. Don't let the world fool you. Um, there's a, an old rock and roll group called the Little River Band. And uh, they had a song, and one of the lyrics to that song was, There are so many paths up the mountain, but the view from the top is still the same. Okay, Th- that, that may be true for the dirt and stone mountains of this world, but not for the salvation mountain that God provides. There is only one way up that mountain. There's no other way, there's no other view, but Jesus. And he reiterates for that for us. Let's look at John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Except through me. Let's look at the B. 
and the ABCs of getting started. So first we acknowledge that we need to look for God and then we need to be intentional and patient. Seems like a contradiction, but we need to be intentional and patient. You may have had a grandparent or a parent who used to say the old axiom that the road to hell is paved with what? Good intentions. Well, they were right. (laughs) You've got to head towards the goal, the goal of Jesus. If you're an unsaved person, keep, keep reading Scripture. Keep listening to Christian radio stations. Keep, don't let those antennas crumple up. Keep seeking. Keep seeking. If you're already a Christian, but you've backslidden, you know where to look. You know what to read. You know where you need to spend time to help get your life back on track. But it takes time. It takes time. Amy Grant used to have a a song called It Takes a Little Time Sometimes. And one of the lyrics was It Takes a Little Time to Turn That Titanic Around. Whatever your Titanic is, it's like a huge vessel. And so sometimes we can't just do a 360 and get back right with Christ. It might take some time, and that's okay. I know there's people who come to Christ like that, but I also know there's people like me who are slow learners, and it takes time, and that's okay as long as you are intentional and you are patient. You need to give yourself the grace to make mistakes. Be patient, but don't waste time. Don't waste time. Look at this next verse, please. Ephesians uh, 5, 15, 16. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The clock's ticking. The clock's ticking. So slow learners like me, I get it, but don't you stop seeking Jesus. Don't you stop coming back to him because one day you'll take your last breath. I'm a volunteer chaplain at a local hospital. The saddest thing I do is visit people who are already gone up here. And I'll pray over them, but they can't make a decision anymore. And we're all heading towards that decision so make it now make it now before it's too late and finally the abc's of getting started the c stands for consistency consistency little things count little things count baby steps count you don't have to be the next billy graham you don't have to be up here teaching Do what God wants you to do and share what God wants you to share. Men, lead your families. Be the spiritual head of your families. Now that sounds really big. Do you know what that is? That's just little things. That means you have a daily quiet time, men. That means you grab the hand of your wife and you pray with her. That means you make sure your family is involved in church. Just little things. Daily, consistent, intentional things. But God calls you to be the head of the family. Ladies, God calls you to be submissive. Oh, no, he said the S word. (laughs) Submit. In God's book, submit means to fill your role. To fill your role and be a helper. A helper to your husband. Do you know who else is referred to as a helper in the Bible? Jesus Christ. So that's some good company 
to be in. Consistency. So, where are you today? I did a shortened version of this message Wednesday night at Keystone, a local men's correctional facility where we're blessed to do a ministry every Wednesday. And some Wednesday nights, uh, to be honest, I drag myself in there, you know, oh, how am I going to bless the men tonight? What, what, a, what an ego. Uh, the truth is, the truth is they end up blessing me. They end up blessing me. And such was the case this past Wednesday. When I asked the men in attendance at, at our little devotion, there were 300 of them. Okay, there were three. <laughs> and uh, I asked them to look at these three sets of ABCs, and the question was, where are you in your life right now? Where are you in your life right now? And you, you want to know what one guy said? and was fascinating. He said, Tom, I'm in all three. I'm in all three. He said, I definitely know that the most important thing in the world are the ABCs of salvation. And I gave my heart for Jesus, and I admitted my sins, and I believe in him in my heart, and I chose him, and I confess him. But obviously, Tom, if you look where I am right now, I've gone back to my carnal ways. And I've, and I've started just worrying about me and acquiring and being known and coping. But... Because I have the ABCs of salvation, God has convicted me, and he's back down here to the bottom and getting started all over again. Coming back to God step by step by step. And I walk out of that building 10 feet off the ground because of what a blessing that is. And so the question here is, as I wrap this up this morning is, is where, where are you this Christmas season? Have you done the ABCs of salvation? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Or are you still living that ABCs of survival? Well, seek God is all I I can plead with you, that the Holy Spirit will convict you to do that. Or have you chosen Christ and you've kind of tapered off? You're not doing the daily quiet time. You've... You really haven't prayed in ages. You're really not living for Christ. You know even now you're doing things that are unbiblical. Come back to him. Come back. It's okay. You make mistakes, but come back. He is there with his hands wide open.